Welcome to Profit and Prosper, a podcast for entrepreneurs who are ready to make some money while doing what they love. On this podcast, we're going to pull back the curtain and talk about all things business and money, but I promise you this is not your typical boring numbers talk. I'm your host, Sarah Young, a CPA and CFO with over a decade of experience in finance, business, and leadership. I'm going to share everything I've learned from helping my clients grow more profitable businesses and keep more of what they earn while growing my own successful business along the way. You'll feel empowered and confident that you too can grow your wealth, live a rich life, and have an impact. Stick with me and you might even start to think that finance is fun. Let's dive in. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Profit and Prosper podcast. We are on episode 68, and we're going to talk about part two of how to make more money. So if you have not listened to last week's episode, I would highly recommend going back and listening to part one of the series because we are going to keep building on the stuff we talked about last week. So to give you the high-level overview, last week we talked about part one of how to make more money which is, in my opinion, the first thing that you need to do before you add on anything new or fancy into your business, we are going to sit back and figure out what are the things we can do to take away from the things you're doing now, from the way that you're spending your time, from the way that you're pricing, the way that you're offering you know, services to your clients. What can we audit and remove so that we can adjust, so that we can make shifts for you to be able to quickly make more money? Because most of you, if you are resonating with the idea of a six-figure paycheck, if you are resonating with scaling your business and hiring a team, I'm going to bet that you are feeling like you're burning the candle at both ends and that you are burned out. And so we want to first step back and take things off your plate, stop doing things that aren't making you money to leave more space and energy for doing things that do make you more money. So go listen to that episode if you have not listened to it already. Now... When this episode comes out, we will be within a week, less than a week from launching the Six Figure Profit Blueprint. So if you are a service-based or online business owner, you have grown your business up to where you've worked with at least, I'd say, five to 10 clients, and you are feeling like you need to make a change, you need to shift your business in order to scale it up, to be able to have a bigger impact but also primarily to be able to actually put money in your pocket, then go and apply for the Six Figure Profit Blueprint. It is starting next week, the week of June 19th. We'll be kicking off the first week. So go ahead and get yourself in. We have it, we, I have it, um, set up to be a 16-week bootcamp-style program. And I don't mean bootcamp in the way of like, I'm gonna be yelling at you every week. What I mean is I've set it up so that we are going to be taking some very quick and messy action because I want you to be implementing some things to get results fast. And so that's why I did it bootcamp style because I really want you to come into the program if you are ready to make a change. I think the summertime is actually a really great time to make these changes because a lot of our businesses tend to slow down a bit over the summer. And so you might already have some more breathing room to be able to implement the things that you need. So 
I think the summertime's great. And then the end of the 16 weeks is going to be in early October, I think. And so imagine by October, you could have restructured your business. You could have started selling your new offers. You could have a new team member in place. You could have things rolling so that you are, if not already scaled up higher to a higher revenue level than you are now, but you're on the way there. You could have that by October so that by the end of the year, six months from now, like imagine the change that could happen. So go ahead, go and apply. I know you're interested. I'm really excited about this program. I'm so excited to run it for the first time. It's in a different style than I'm, I've am i I've done before. And like I said last week, I'm also finally allowing myself to step outside of the box of just, I'm using air quotes, of just being a CFO, CPA accountant of like really taking on the mantle of being an entrepreneur and a mentor and an investor, because that's what I am. So now let's talk about part two of the Make More Money series. I actually thought about titling this episode something to do with being cash rich. And I was told that I shouldn't use that phrase in my marketing because it's clever and we need to be clear over clever, which I totally agree with 100%. And I also just love that phrase. So when I'm as of the time I'm recording this, I've just gotten back from a trip to Florida um, with my family, and we were in Naples, Florida. And so my husband and I, we actually went to Naples multiple times, but you know, going there, it was like we were immersed in this place where all of these people in Naples were just like really rich in the like main part of Naples. Like my husband and I went on a date for lunch and like we're walking around driving around and we happened up on this house on the beach and we noticed that it was for sale and looked up the value and y'all was 88 million (laughs) dollars like just there like just happened to roll up on this house like that's the type of area we were in and I'm not saying like I want to be I don't ever really want an 88 million dollar house like it seems like a lot to me but like putting yourself there like I saw Lamborghinis and Bugattis and Bentleys and like all of the fancy cars just driving around like every other car on the road was a really ridiculously expensive car. And again, I drive a 2007 Honda Civic. So like it's not about the car. It's just like the vibe is so, so different. And while I was on this trip, I thought of this word of being cash rich. And what that means is you have cash. Like you have the money. This is not a concern for you. And this is what I want for all of us so that we have the money to do the things we want to do without having to work ourselves into the ground, which is why we started our businesses anyways, right? So let's be cash rich. And the way that we do that is to scale a business that is profitable to start to make more money. So way back in episode 36, I first introduced this concept of as you're growing your business, needing to cycle through different stages um, or different modes, I guess, um, of being in a growth mode versus being in a profit mode. And so as I talk about part two of the Make More Money series, I want to make sure we think about carefully like being what it takes to be in a growth mode versus what it takes to be in a profit mode. And how important it is to have a profit mode before you get into a growth mode. And so what I mean by profit mode is you're comfortable in your business, you're making money, you're able to pile up cash, cash that you then can leverage later on when you get into a growth mode to grow, to make more investments. 
And so if you're coming into the six-figure profit blueprint and you're like, I don't have a lot of cash, how are you going to have me go through a growth mode? It is because in part one or phase one, we're going to take away the things that are draining your money so that you can be profitable quickly. One of the biggest parts of phase one is revamping your offer suite and your pricing. And like I was just typing this in there today in the lesson, we're going to start selling these offers without needing like fancy names or putting them on your website or anything like we're just going to go. Okay, I want you to start selling them as fast as possible. Because the sooner you sell one of your new highly profitable offers, the sooner you're going to have that money in your bank account to be able to invest into hiring. Okay. So I want us to think about that as we think about scaling your business. The other thing I want to say, and I said this in last week, but I'm the last week's episode, but I want to say it again, is if you want to pay yourself a six-figure paycheck, you have to scale beyond 100K sales. And so many people mix up sales and profit and pay. So you think, especially as a solopreneur, when I make a sale, say somebody buys a $5,000 thing from me, that's $5,000 of earnings in my pocket. Except you forget that you have expenses and you have taxes, right? You have expenses to run your business. Inevitably, you're going to buy some stuff. You're also going to have taxes, And then that doesn't even count your pay. Like how much are you actually going to allocate to paying yourself versus allocating back into other investments? So if you want to pay yourself a six-figure paycheck, I have seen people do this on as little as about 15K a month in revenue. So what is that annually? Y'all, I literally am pulling up my calculator because I can't do math on the fly. 180, about 180 in revenue. I've seen some people do it at about 150, but they basically have no overhead. So I would say about 15K a month is the lowest that you're going to need to hit if you want to be able to pay yourself to take home six figures. This tends to be people who have um, really, really high ticket offers that are highly strategic and less focused on delivery. So I'm thinking um, I've seen it for consultants, people who work for large corporations where they can get a contract with a corporation that is just huge dollar amounts, like those tend to work really well. Or coaches can actually do this too if you have high ticket offers that don't rely on like delivering a lot of things like physical or I guess virtual things to your clients, like doing bookkeeping, editing podcasts, designing a website, right? Like those take a lot of time to produce um, versus like coaching, you kind of just show up, do your thing and then go back home, right? So there's some models that do work, but not all models work. And so you're going to have to scale it up to where you bring in enough sales to afford the things you need, including a team member, someone to help you with the delivery so that if you don't show up one day, the show keeps going, right? That is the goal. So I find that for most people, To hit a six-figure paycheck, you are going to need to get up to 20 to 25K, maybe up to 30K, depending on the model again. So just know that when I'm talking about scaling, wherever you are, if you want to get up to that point, we have to start implementing things to get you scaled up to that point. And it's probably not as hard as you think it's going to be. And so I'm not saying it's easy. It's not for the faint of heart. I mean, you've heard the stats on business owners, like I think it's only 12% of women business owners make over 100K in revenue. And then it's like, I forget the exact number, half of that, that make it past 250. Um, And then a little less than 2% make it past a million. 
And so, you know, we know it's hard because not many people do it. And so I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's probably not as hard as you think it's going to be if you do it the right way. Um, And so that is part of what we're going to talk about today. So how do you do this in a way that is with more ease? Okay. How do we scale up to that correct revenue level? Not correct, but like the revenue level that you need to make the numbers work. And so there's two parts to this. Part one is about the overall business model. And then part two is about hiring support. So let's talk first about the business model. So this is something I've talked about before in terms of like getting clear on the revenue goal that you need to hit in order to make the numbers work and about knowing your KPIs or key performance indicators of like knowing if you're on track to that goal. But what I'm also adding into this whole the six-figure profit blueprint is, like I said, allowing myself to get out of the box of just being a CFO or an accountant and really relying on the entrepreneurial stuff of like, we're going to make a sales plan. We're going to make a marketing plan. We're going to think about everything else in your business too, because it's really important and it's all going to impact the money. So I know that a lot of you listening probably don't love to hear me say this, but I think this is an area where we need to spend some time running some numbers. And that is where the model comes in. So if you get into the blue, the six-figure profit blueprint, I have spreadsheets and templates all together for you. And the first one that you're going to do in phase two is the 100K paycheck business model. So we are going to figure out the exact numbers that you need in your business based on the offers you created in part one. How many clients do you need? What's the revenue goal that you need to hit? What expenses are you going to have? How much is your person going to cost, your support person? We're going to put that into the model and figure out all of your numbers for you. This part is like, it's one of my favorite things, actually. It's like putting a puzzle together, right? Of like making sure that for you specifically, this is how much, this is what the numbers are going to look like. So a lot of people like to use the profit first allocations to do this math and If you're not familiar with those, I'll just tell you quickly. So I always tell people to read this book, but I always say take the percentages with a little bit of a grain of salt because he's just like giving standard percentages that, you know, should work for a lot of people, but like it's not going to work for everybody. And so you think, okay, like I need to, if I want to take home 100K, I need to double that and bring in 200 in revenue. And then that I get 30% of sales for expenses. So that's what, 60K? Um, And then so on and so forth with taxes and profit. Like they use the percentages to come up with the model. And the, the part that I think throws people off when you're thinking this way is that you don't take into account that sometimes those percentages just aren't gonna work for you for a few reasons. Number one, a lot of you listening I know are moms. Like for me, I need more flexibility in my day. Like I can't be working like Mike Michalowicz, who wrote Profit First, I actually don't know if that's how you say his name, but like I can't work 60 hours a week. You know, I've got a three-year-old at home and I don't want to also, right? Like I don't want to. And so, you know, when we want to take less time, we want to put less time into our business. That either means you are going to have to price your offers in such a way that you can work less and still make the same amount of money, or you have to get more support, which can throw off your percentages a bit, at least until you get up to the point where you're truly just sitting in the CEO seat. The other thing that I don't think they take into consideration is they they mix up expenses and investment. So I talked about this breakdown last week, but I think that, you know, when you look at the percentages, 
it allocates 30% to expenses, and then there's 5% left to profit. And so with profit, they say, you know, take out half of it every quarter um, to fund a bonus for you, and then you can take the other half and, like, reinvest it. But, like, I personally have put more than 5% of my revenue back into investments, and I would do it again every single day um, because it has been what has grown my business faster. And so, again, when I say we're going to come up with this model, I'm going to keep it as simple as possible, but I want it to be customized to you. Like there's no one size fits all business model to grow your business and make it work for you. So we're going to figure out the numbers in the 100K paycheck business model. So ultimately walking away with revenue, expenses, including your payroll cost, a marketing allocation, all those things that sometimes we forget about, and then how much do you need after taxes to take home 100K or more if you want more. From there, we are going to build out your sales pipeline and your marketing plan. And so again, I think it's really helpful to sit down and do some numbers, okay? Do some numbers around how many clients do you need? And this is the part where I think it's not as hard as you probably think it is. If you structure your offers the right way and you have a sales and marketing plan, let's say hypothetically that your goal is to get to 20K a month in revenue. That's what you decided in your your model. 20K a month is your goal. If you have, let's say you go with a retainer offer. Let's say you price that retainer at $2,000 a month and you have six of them, that gets you $12,000 a month in revenue. One of the other things I always like to recommend is that people have a higher ticket option. So like a VIP level option. Let's say that one is 4K a month and you have one of those. So that gets you 12K for the bread and butter retainer, 4K for the high ticket one, that's 16K total. Then maybe you have a couple of strategy sessions, VIP days, smaller projects. Maybe you do two of those at $2,000 each. That's another 4K. And so do you see how on... It's about what, eight, eight or nine clients total. And this is with like a moderately priced retainer. Like I've got some marketing PR clients, y'all, that could hit 20K a month with one client. (laughs) Okay, but like, do you see how it's just like eight to nine clients maybe that get you to 20K a month in sales? And this model allows you to hire people to support you in the delivery. So it's not like you one-on-one working with nine clients because that would be a lot, but you have support, right? This is how we structure it. So we have to sit down and think about what are those numbers actually going to look like for you to work out based on your goals. And then once you know the number of clients you need, we're going to start actually in part one, I want you to start selling, but we're going to come up with a sales plan. And so we're going to back into, okay, if I need to get two new clients this month, I always tell people you need to be tracking your conversion rate for sales calls. So if your conversion rate is 50%, then that means you need to have four sales calls in order to close two new clients. And so what are the activities that you need to do every single month to get four sales calls? You know what those are. It may or may not be posting on Instagram. It may be going out and asking for referrals, right? Um, It may be going and doing some networking, doing podcast pitching. Like we're going to map out those activities and that is how we do our marketing plan. And so we're thinking from the very top of the funnel, what are the things that we need to do to keep bringing people in down into booking a sales call or visiting our sales page or whatever the mechanism is that you're using to sell to getting them in the door at the prices that we want. From all of this, we're going to develop KPIs or key performance indicators. Some of these numbers will be financial in terms of like 
how much did you spend in sales or not spend, but how much did you make in sales and how much did you spend in expenses? But also how many calls did you book? How many calls did you close? Um, Whatever is important to you. Like when we're defining KPIs, we're going to actually put this on a scorecard that you are going to review. It's going to be a Google sheet. That's like one of the things you visit on a daily, almost daily basis. And I want you to think about what are the things that you need to do that will help you hit your goals. And those are the things that go on your scorecard. So I've always like known about KPIs because my background is in reporting. So I worked at Deloitte for four years. I was an auditor looking at auditing financial statements, which is reporting. And then I went into the corporate world where I was in several roles. At one of them, I was the director of reporting for this multi-billion dollar company. And so I did a lot of reporting. And, you know, I've always like when we do management reporting, like I just got really good at identifying what are the things that they need to know and boiling that down, right? I got good at it because they would always send stuff back and like ask questions and say, I don't care about this. I want to see this, right? So I've just gotten good at it. And so that is a skill that you can absolutely learn for your business to sit down and identify based on your goals, which is defined based on the business model we come up with, but based on your goals, Based on your sales and marketing plan, what are the things that you need to track on a regular basis to know if you're on track to hitting those or not? So that is part one of the Make More Money series part two, part one of part two. I know that doesn't make any sense, (laughs) but that's the first thing that we are going to focus on inside of phase two in the six-figure profit blueprint is really getting clear on that plan. So from part one, like I said, we've already redone your offers and your pricing, and I want you to start selling that immediately. And then we will continue to refine that in this phase two. The other part of phase two is we're going to start putting the pieces in place to get you a team member in the door. So this could be your first ever team member. This could be maybe you have a subcontractor or two who work here and there, or maybe you have a VA, but this is like your first actual right hand team member. We're going to put the things into place for you to get them in the door. And for those of you listening who already have a team, you say, well, Sarah, I already have an operational team member. I don't need this part. I'm going to ask you to do one of two things. Number one, you're either going to reassess the team member that you have to make sure that you have the right person. Because if you already have a team and you're not making money, then there's something in there that we probably need to reassess. So if we've redone your offers, if we've redone the way that you're delivering, We need to make sure that the team members you have are actually the ones you need to do the new model. Or maybe you need a different one. Maybe you need to shift their job duties, right? We're going to reassess because it's so important to have the right person in place because this will be most likely your number one biggest expense that you have is your team. So I'm going to ask you to reassess the people that you have. And this might include reassessing whether you have contractors or employees on your team. So most of you who are sitting there thinking I already have a team, I'm going to bet that they're a contractor. Nine times out of 10, people hire contractors. And sometimes that's the right choice. Sometimes it is not. This is an area where I will bring in my my expertise from accountant land and tell you that a lot of times you actually need an employee and I will help you set that up the right way. So I want you to reassess. And if you already feel comfortable, if you're like, hey, I don't want to spend weeks eight through 10, I think that's the weeks I have this set in the in the blueprint. But if you're like, I don't need to spend two or three weeks on hiring, then I'm going to say, hey, well, that means that you can spend more time 
on the sales and marketing plan and you can actually scale faster. And so trust me, there's going to be work to be done if you already have a team. But within this part, we are going to identify who is the best person for you to hire to put in that little slot that you made when you redid your offers, you redid your delivery model, and you're thinking like somebody else can step in and help me deliver. We're going to define who that person is. I'm going to give you my job description templates that are fill in the blank that I've used to hire my team in my agency. And we're going to go to town. We're actually going to post it. We're going to get it posted out there and you're going to start interviewing. That is your assignment for these weeks. Okay. So you've put all the pieces in place to put your new offer together. You're selling it. Hopefully you've already gotten new clients and now you're going to get some help in the door to deliver so that you can go sell more and scale up to that revenue target. So that is it for the part two overview of how to make more money. Again, just to sort of recover the ground that we've covered, part one is about stopping the bleeding, identifying the areas that you are losing money and stopping it, right? We, we do the audit, we figure out what to take away and we're gonna put new things into place to make more money. Part two is to take the success that you've already had and start doubling down on it. We are going to figure out exactly what is that pipeline. And that's what this is about, right? It's the pipeline of from the time that somebody first hears of you and your business all the way through converting into a customer to getting the service delivered by your team and you to putting money in your pocket. We are defining that whole process in phase two. And we are going to make it as simple and straightforward as possible because that is how you are going to scale your business up to 15, 20, 25K months so much faster is by having a simple process, okay? We're not gonna overcomplicate it. We're not gonna come up with 8,000 income streams. We're not gonna go run Facebook ads and no shade to Facebook ads because like some of you found me from Facebook ads. <laughs> but like for this part to scale to this level, I don't think you need Facebook ads. You need less clients than you think you need. It is not as hard as you think it is going to be. Again, it's hard, but it's not as hard as you think it's going to be to get here. I think the key thing I want to remind you of, I said this last week, you have got to break out of the mindset that getting up to this income level is going to rely on you working harder, you working more hours, you bringing on more clients that you specifically serve. We have to detach from that because that is the difference between being self-employed or a freelancer or a solopreneur and having a business that can keep running without you. And so that's what we're defining in phase two is what is that process that you can scale up and you can be the CEO of? That's all a business is, is a process for bringing people in, getting them to pay you, giving them the stuff they want, and then creating a profit. That's a business. So that's all I've got for this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, as a reminder, we are kicking off the Six Figure Profit Blueprint next week. So come on, go take five minutes and fill out the application at the link in the show notes. And you will immediately after you fill out the application, you will get the information on the program. And I personally, it's not going to be my team, I personally will reach out to you on Instagram, and I will send you a DM and make sure it's a good fit. Okay, so go fill out the application. I would absolutely love to have you. And I will see you back here next week for part three. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Now, I want you to go take some action. What's one thing you can do this week to create more profit in your business? 
Send me a DM on Instagram at youngcocfo and share your action item with me. If you have a question or topic you'd like me to dive into, or if you're feeling empowered about taking charge of your finances, let's continue the conversation. Go to profitandprosper.co to submit a question or topic for me to talk about on the show. And because we all profit and prosper better with friends, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe wherever you listen, and share the episode. Make sure you tag me at CFO on Instagram so I can give you some love, and I'll see you in the next episode.